Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is going to be, Will the U.S. be hit with suitcase nukes and the mass roundup? And of course, the mass roundup has made many enemies in high places, including the international bankers that are in control of the suitcase nukes. Okay, so let's back up to the beginning. As you recall, Iran, China, and Russia just conducted a very large naval military exercise. Then rockets were fired from Syria, ground location, and hit a U.S. facility in Syria, killing several U.S. uh, citizens. The U.S. said that they were Iranian rockets, of course, from a Syrian location. Iran denied it. The U.S. retaliated, hitting several Iranian targets located in Syria. Then Iran sent over 2,000 Iranian military guards to attack the U.S. embassy in Baghdad. Iran denied that also, but... Some graffiti, reportedly, was sprayed on the embassy saying that General Qassam Soleimani was their leader. Then, December 2031, Trump tweeted, Iran will be held fully responsible for lives lost or damage incurred at any of our facilities. They will pay a very big price. This is not a warning. This is a threat. Happy New Year. Earlier, President Trump tweeted to the Iranian President Rouhani, Never, ever threaten the United States again, or you will suffer consequences the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered before. We are no longer a country that will stand for your demented words of violence and death. Be cautious. Well, here's the latest. This comes to us from Hal Turner, January 2, 2020. And the headline says, U.S. airstrikes Kill top Iranian Quds Force General. Iranian sources are warning that killing General Qassam Soleimani spells war. Official reaction will begin with a strike, one says. It goes on to say Iraq's Shia Popular Mobilization Forces, PMF, said on Friday that several members of the militia, as well as several guests, quote, were killed by rocket fire near the Baghdad International Airport. Now, my first question is, what is an Iranian doing in Iraq? What's he doing at the Baghdad International Airport? So that already is out of order, in my opinion. The Iraqi state-run media said Friday that the deputy head of the PMF, Abu Mahdi al-Mahandis, and the head of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, Quds Force, Major General Qassam Soleimani, were killed in the incident. The American and Israeli enemy is responsible for killing the Mujahideen, and it mentions the names again, and the spokesman, and cites them all again, according to the U.S. officials. The president made the call to strike immediately after the Iranians were identified. The situation in Iraq escalated on Tuesday when Shia protesters attempted to storm the gates of the U.S. embassy in Baghdad. Following airstrikes on an Iran-backed unit of Khatib Hezbollah operating in the country, The strikes were carried out in response to an attack at the Kirkuk base that killed a U.S. contractor, citizen of America. The deadly strike occurred amid escalating U.S.-Iran strife in the Middle East. Since May 2019, Washington, after unilaterally withdrawing from the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, JPOC, nuclear accord has been building up its military presence in the region in what U.S. senior officials characterize as a clear message to Iran. And it goes on to tell about the attack. Let's jump down, though, to the update. Date 11.58 p.m. 
Iranian Military Forces Command says, We will be delivering a seismic response to the U.S. assassination of General Soleimani in Iraq and the crossing of all the red lines. Then another update says, Source in Iran stating that all chances of negotiations with the United States are now over and talk has now moved to revenge. In other words, they're talking war. Another update says, sources are telling me that multiple countries, including Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, have started to take adequate defensive posture in preparation of whatever outcome happens next. Iranian leader Ali Khamenei says, quote, Harsh revenge is waiting for the criminals who killed Qassam Soleimani. Hal Turner's commentary on it says, This appears on its face to be a, quote, Franz Ferdinand moment for all of us in 2020, meaning he's trying to say this may start a war. The international targeting and killing of this Iranian general is highly likely, all caps, to cause direct war with Iran. He was Khomeini's right-hand man. Killing Soleimani is as close to killing Khomeini himself as they could get. This won't go unanswered. Iran may be activating its missiles, massive strikes against Saudi Arabia oil industry, U.S. bases from Greece to India, and Israel are expected at any moment. Now, we prophecy students already know that massive strikes against Saudi Arabia oil industry, U.S. bases from Greece to India and other places, we already know that none of that is in the prophecy. Okay, so what do the prophecies say having to do with Iran? Let's back up. I'm going to come to that in just a second. Let's back up even further and get a running start so that we can understand what's really going on here. November 1998, Stanislav Lunev, the highest-ranking Russian military officer to ever defect from Russia, made a Prophecy Club DVD called Russian Defector Warns America. Yes, it's available at prophecyclub.com. You can watch it instantly at watchprophecyclub.com. In this video, he stated that the 50, quote, lost in Russia suitcase nuclear bombs had been smuggled into the United States. He said he was actually part of the team that was looking for places to hide them. May 5th, 2003, Michael Bolde, a grandson of Dmitry Dudeman, had a dream called Season of Sorrow, and he was shown suitcase nukes going off all across America. California, Illinois, Michigan, Arizona, Washington State, Florida, and New York. And in the dream, I specifically asked him about it on the radio. I said, does that sound to you like suitcase nukes? And he said, yes, it does. October 15, 2004, in another dream summarized as, quote, the eagle and the serpents, also by Michael Boldea, was shown an eagle killed by three serpent attacks. Now, the first one he identified was 9-11. Understand, 9-11 took place in 2001. That's been now 19 years since the first snake strike. Remember that as I read this. I'm going to jump to within part of the dream. Suddenly, the snake seemed out of nowhere. A brown snake, meaning 9-11, lunged at the eagle, meaning America, and bit down on its left wing. The snake's strike was very quick and precise. Again, that's 2001. Just as it seemed the eagle was winning the battle, another serpent struck out the, at the eagle's right wing, biting down and refusing to release. 
After a momentary tug of war, the serpent tore off flesh and feathers, leaving a large wound on the eagle's right wing. The second bite was much worse than the first, meaning the next thing to hit America is going to be much worse than 9-11. For an instant, the eagle was stunned. Then a serpent, much larger than the previous two, made up of many colors, slithered down the eagle, opened its jaws, lunged, taking the whole of the eagle's head in its mouth before biting down, meaning the destruction of America. Then, January 9, 2005, I was shown in a dream, and I was asking to show me the next 9-11 attack. And I was shown, made a matter of fact, I made a DVD on it, uh, October 2007. I was shown a series of suitcase nuclear explosions all across America. I was told that international bankers would use sophisticated bombs and experts in several cities, with one hitting a regional bank, destroying all of the records and their backups, and this would put billions of dollars into the hands of the international bankers or the Khazarian mafia or the deep state, whatever you want to call them, while throwing the U.S. economy into a freefall. Then 2005, former congressman, Kurt Weldon, vice chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, uncovered a plot to set explosions in 10 cities. He could not get the authorities to act, so he published the information in a book, which I have in my case behind me, called Countdown to Terror. The 10 cities he was shown was Valdez, Alaska, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, New York, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Chicago, Miami, and Houston. Then, in February 2013, Doug Metzger came and spoke at the Prophecy Club, made a DVD entitled, Will You Survive America's Fall? In that DVD, he explains how he was shown a vision of suitcase nukes hitting the following cities. Los Angeles, New York City, Las Vegas, Washington, D.C., Chicago, San Francisco, Houston, Seattle, Orlando, Dallas, Atlanta, and Denver. Now, the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. So when we've got so many people saying the same things here, this gives this a lot of credibility. It's been 19 years since the first snake attack or 9-11. Could it be that what's about to happen over the next, I want to say six months to a year, I don't want to believe it's over the next few weeks. I want to believe we have more t- that time than that. But what could have started is something that's going to eventually lead up to the second snake bite or the series of suitcase nukes going off. Augusto Perez says, I was watching TV. All of a sudden, it turned into a vision. I saw very large explosions taking place in major cities of the United States. They appeared to be very large, maybe even as large as a suitcase nuclear explosion. Now, let's remember, Iran has stated several times that if either the U.S. or Israel attacks Tehran, nuclear detonations will take place on American soil. I heard just last night on Fox News and Iran said something. I don't remember the exact words, but it was something along the lines of, We have the ability to break America in several pieces. Now, is Iran crazy? 
Are they just saying this because they can't back it up? Now, remember, Iran saw what America and the other allied nations did to their sister nation, Iraq. Could it be that Iran is not bluffing? Could it be that Iran is actually good buddies with the international bankers, the deep state, the Khazarian mafia? Could it be that they are going to be the patsy, the excuse to be able to set the suitcase nukes off? Also remember that Russia has stated that if Israel or the United States attacks Tehran, Russia will react as if it was an attack on Moscow. Shane Warren said that there's a 400-year judgment cycle and that America's judgment arrives in 2020. Then Gabriel told Terry Bennett, quote, you will see 666 in your lifetime. You will see the number of men demonically controlled in economics, government, and religion. And Terry Bennett told me on a phone call, I got it confirmed by an email, so I have it in writing. He said that the fall of America, or he, he said that the Gabriel, angel Gabriel told him that the fall of America would be in the year 2021. Now, we also know that July the 6th of 2018, four angels visited Prophet Sundar Salvarej and told him that miracles are coming like we, the angels, had never seen and that America had been given a respite. He had to look the word up. Definition of a respite is a unit of rest from something unpleasant, meaning a delay. Maurice Scalar was shown a vision, and in that vision he was shown the following delay was given to the world concerning the start of the tribulation. Quote, Then the father raised his golden scepter in his left hand and slammed his gavel down accompanied by thunderclaps, and lightning flashing everywhere with bursts of rainbow colors shooting through the courtroom and said, here it is, here it is, the time of grace shall be extended as petitioned by the bride of Messiah for a longer, and he just has blank here, for a longer length of time has been granted to finish the final harvest in the age of grace. Remember also August the 8th of 2015, Saturday night, Lord, what do you want to say tomorrow morning for the sermon? And I heard an audible voice say, this is the time of miracles. Then he downloaded to my heart that miracles greater than anyone all the way back to Adam and Eve have ever seen. Miracles like no human, no angel has ever seen are about to hit the earth. And that he is going to be with us in this time of trouble. He said, as the judgment hits, so will my miracles, and I'm going to meet the devil step by step, inch for inch, pound for pound, everything he does. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I will be there with you going through this. Now, what is going on here? Well, we don't know exactly yet, but I can tell you that the prophecies may be saying, in my opinion, that this may be leading to the series of suitcase nukes going off across America. What do we do? Well, brothers and sisters, it is time to pray. It's time to fast and pray. So if you're not already a member of the Fast Track team that has, oh, let's see, what's the number? Almost 1,500 people in it. And what we do is every Tuesday evening, beginning at midnight, until Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m., we all do the same fast, which is you can still have like juices or coffee, or, but just no solid foods. We do the same fast. And each Tuesday evening, 
I send out the prayer. It takes about two minutes to pray it. The prayer that we're all going to be praying during that fasting time. Meaning, Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. Bible says that one can put a thousand flight, but two can put 10,000 flight. Meaning, try to imagine the power of being part of a group of 1,500 other prophecy students that do the same fast, the same day, the same prayer, all the same day. I can tell you many examples where prayer has been answered. Matter of fact, the Bible says that if I don't find someone to stand in the gap, then I must bring the judgment. This fast track team is standing in the gap. I do not want to see the fall of America. I do not want to see these suitcase nukes go off, and neither do you. I want to continue to give the warning and continue to give the warning and year after year after year. I don't want to see it come, and you shouldn't either. We should be praying against. See, because a lot of times when God gives a prophecy, he is not wanting it to come to pass. Look at Jonah. Okay, so he says, Jonah, I want you to go into the city of Nineveh. I want you to tell him in 40 days, I'm going to destroy the city. And Jonah said, "Mm -mm, not me. I'm going to take a ride. I'm going to go to the other side of the lake. Well, unfortunately, he got arranged for a fish to swallow him. After being in the belly of the fish, burped out on top of the the sand of the, the, the shore, he decided he was going to do what God told him to do in the first place. So we went down to the streets of Nineveh. And he said, 40 days, this city is going to be destroyed. Well, then he goes up on the side of the mountain and he watches to see if it's going to be destroyed, saying the whole time, you're not going to do it. You're a God of mercy. You're not, I know you're not going to do it. And sure enough, he didn't do it. Then Jonah gets all mad. Long story short, God says, look it. I'm not trying to prove to you. This is my Johnson version here. I'm not trying to prove to you that you're hearing from me or that I can foretell the future. My objective is to fill my kingdom. And so he didn't destroy Nineveh. Why? Because the prophecy was to get Nineveh to repent. Well, what happened? Well, the king listened. Not only did the king repent, but the king put on sackcloth and set in ashes, and he commanded all of the people, all of the people and the animals to fast for three days. As a result, God delayed the judgment. Nineveh was not destroyed for 40 years. Now, wouldn't it be nice if God would give America another 40 years? Hey, I'd be happy to another 15. But I'll tell you what, we don't want this to happen. And you don't want to be one that backs off and sits in the bleachers like Jonah goes up to the side of the mountain, sits on the side of the mountain watching to see if God's going to. You don't want to sit there and say, oh, well, it didn't happen. No, 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 no. Wrong attitude. You want to be one that says, I want to be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. And I don't want to be one of the naysayers sitting up on the side of the mountain saying, oh, I knew it wouldn't happen. Just wrong again. You, you guys keep giving these warnings and it never comes. No, no, no. Bad attitude. Wrong attitude. We don't want to have that attitude. Instead, we want to jump in and say, man, I want to be a part of that fasting. I want to be part of that prayer. I want to be a part of the solution. I want to be a part of stopping this. I want to stand in the gap. Amen? So there you go. Here's how you do it. Go to prophecyclub.com, and you go sign up for the Fast Track team. Now, here's my promise to you. I never send product offers 
and I never ask for donations from my fast track team. This is not about money. This is only for fasting and prayer. So if you want to do something about stopping this judgment coming on our nation, that's what you can do concerning your upcoming sevenfold miracle crusades. And you have to remember that the crusades coming up April 8th through 12th. Why? Because that is Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits. Why? Because that's when Moses really brought the miracles into the world. Okay, the Passover, the firstborn die, and then they left. They're kneading troughs on their shoulders. They had unleavened bread. The unleavened bread is a sign of getting the sin out. They crossed through on unleavened bread. They crossed through the Dead Sea, and then they arrived as first fruits. Meaning, they left the dead and they became the life. They left sin, and they became the life side or the eternal side. So we're walking through, at this crusade, the same steps of Moses. And we have a Passover, and what we ask everybody to do is to fast three consecutive days. Now, I know you may be saying, I've never even fasted. Well, don't worry, because we had 380 people at the last crusade, and most of them had never even fasted, and the ones that had only fasted maybe one day. But almost every one of them were shocked and pleased to discover that God honored their fast. They almost all said, it was a lot easier than I ever thought. I'd never done that before, but God took away the pain. See, that's him receiving your fast. When you're fasting for the Lord, you don't have hunger pains. You don't, you don't. I mean, just like today's a fast day and we just wound up at lunch and my wife and, uh, and she doesn't fast. That's a long story. I won't. I won't get into that. Uh, God told her she did. She that's not her her strength. And my son, which was leaving town, and they had lunch. And they said, "Doesn't bother you not to to eat when we're eating friends?" And not a bit. Not a bit. Not a bit. Not a bit. Because I'm fasting for the Lord, and right now I'm fasting, and I'm not hungry, because you're doing it for the Lord. That's Him saying, "I'm receiving. I'm accepting your fast. I'm accepting your prayers. I'm listening to your prayers." So, yes, we ask you to fast three days. Why? Because this meeting is not like any other meeting you've been to. And not only is there, I think it's $300 registration fee, a three-day fast. You might be saying, wow, you know, uh, that's pretty tough. Well, if you're supposed to be here, then you'll understand a three-day fast. You'll understand a registration fee of $300 because money's not a problem. It's not a problem. If God is calling you to this, he will send you the money. If you're not supposed to be here, then you're not supposed to be here. If he doesn't send you the money, then, you know, look, do it this way. Just pray and fast and ask God to send you the money, the days off, arrange everything for the babysitters, whatever it is for you to get there. Here's the thing. If you listen to this broadcast on a regular basis, if you know my voice, you know my heart, you know that this world is coming into a great time of trouble and tribulation. God has called me to raise up an end-time army of prophecy teachers working miracles. This next sevenfold crusade is extremely important for you to be there. Let me tell you what we're going to do. We're going to walk you through Leslie's School of the Prophets. This is not new. Leslie's been doing this a long time. She knows what she's been a prophet for over 20 years. She knows what she's doing. She knows how to train prophets. But to start with it, she's going to anoint you with prophetic oil. 
lay hands on you, that you would receive a prophetic anointing, meaning that you'll be able to hear God much stronger, more specific, more clearly, dreams, visions, angel visions. Remember, Dimitri was told that the day would come when God will be speaking to all of his people. Then, like he spoke to Dimitri Dudeman back then. Second thing I'm going to teach through Bible prophecy. The charts in the book. I'm also going to talk about uh, the Miss Mark book. And Leslie wants me to also talk on prayer closet. She says that's extremely important for people to have a prayer closet. So I probably will do that. But before I start talking, first thing I'm going to do is lay hands on you and anoint you with my revelation oil so that you will receive the same spirit that I received when I memorized the book of Revelation, the revelation spirit. And that's what Andre Bronkhorst, the prophet, also confirmed that God wants me to do and that when I anoint them with the will of my hands on them, that spirit is imparted. And at the last crusade and people outside the crusade, I guess they all said that they all received it. There were people who said I'd never felt the anointing in their entire life until after I'd anointed them with oil and prayed for them. So it's real important that you get yourself to this sevenfold miracle crusade. Look at Okay, so okay, let's say this. Let's say that this thing with Iran does ex- escalate, and let's say that, I don't know, two weeks, two months, maybe six months, maybe a year, All of a sudden, these suitcase nukes that have been prophesied, not just in the mouth of one, but several people, brothers and sisters, not a joke. Let's say they go off all across America. That will be the judgment. Miracles will follow. And then all these people that didn't want to listen about Bible prophecy, they didn't want to go to church, they didn't need God, guess what? They're going to be finding out. They're going to be searching for God. And they're going to be searching for people like you that can explain to them what in the world is going on. Apparently, I missed it. Yep, that's right. You did. You believed a lie. You misunderstood. Or you kept your head in the sand for various other reasons. Okay, but we don't care about that. What we care about is getting them informed about Bible prophecy, lead them to the Lord, get them delivered, healed, set free, get their name in the book of life. If you want to be a part of that, get yourself to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Get signed up. Sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. And let me pray. Lord, I pray that you will nudge the heart of the people that you want to be part of this end-time army, prophecy teachers, working miracles, that you will nudge their heart to go, get signed up, and then provide all of the funds, all of the fasting, all of the ways and means, the days off, the airfare, whatever it takes, you will provide all of that to get them there to build your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. In my new book, Miss the Mark, I expose the nine deceptions the beast will use to deceive, if it were possible, even the very elect. Since Lucifer is only given three and a half years to rule the world, but given 6,000 years to prepare for it, is it possible he has set up a nine-point plan so well thought out, so cunning, will deceive all whose name is not written in the book of life? What would you do if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? Would you tell them? I believe you would. But what is the most important thing in the world to tell a person? The answer is, don't take the mark of the beast, because those taking the mark do not get soul death, but eternal torment in hell. But how do you tell them? Give them miss the mark. It is designed to be given to anyone, even if they've never heard of the Bible, Jesus, even if they're in another religion. 
It takes them from a blank page to making sure they will never take the mark. It's thin and easy to read. One for 20, but don't do that. Instead, we make them available in lots of 10. 10 for 25, 20 for 40, 40 for 60. That's one for 20, but don't do that. 10 for 25, 20 for 40, and 40 for 60 at prophecyclub.com. That's miss the mark. Don't take the mark of the beast, prophecyclub.com. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. God showed me a single word, first fruits, is a secret door found in Revelation and Leviticus. When linked together, the end time events can be placed in chronological order. For the first time, we can know what feast Jesus returns on, the feast for the judgment seat of Christ on the great white throne, the feast upon which the wheat is resurrected, and on the day the new Jerusalem comes down to earth. One prophetic word said, There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open unto you. It will turn many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Don't get one for $20. Instead, get five for 30 or 10 for 55 The secret door to understand Bible prophecy at prophecyclub.com. You can now watch 160 Prophecy Club recordings without interruption. The introductory rate, $20 recurring monthly subscription. A one-year subscription is a gift of $200. You get the first three days free just to check it out. Watch prophecyclub.com. Download our free app from the App Store.